First podcast of 2022 on a boat. We're the only boat out here, by the way. Uh, I'm hanging with Chris, of course, Fish Guy Photos on the Instagram. How's it going, man? I can't, I can't believe how nice it is out here right now. This is ridiculous. It's crazy. Why does everyone else put their boats uh, away for the season? I, I, I would be on the water every, every time it's this nice out in the middle of winter. Normally, I am the same way. I kept my boat out a little bit longer this year. I'm probably going to put it away after this trip because you know it's going to come. It's going gonna, it's gonna to snow. It's going to ice up, and then we're going to have some issues. Yeah, exactly. And uh, today, we're just going for a nice little uh, jaunt, and we're going to go check out the seals that should be on a sandbar about, uh, I don't know, about two miles from where we are right now. We're going to check them out, and we're going we're gonna to talk about some other things on the way. Right, Chris? Yeah, this is, you know, as you guys know, I like a lot of the wildlife here on Long Island, but winter wildlife is probably some of my favorite. The, uh, most of the people have gone home. They've gone back to their day jobs or their you know, normal places, and uh, we get a lot of cool animals that show up here that are from far away, Arctic, uh, hot North, northern Canada and stuff. So, yeah, we're going to see a bunch of cool birds. We'll run into some people in camo. It is duck season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is duck season, so we might run into some duck hunters, but they're mostly those are the locals. Well, that was the first thing I had to get used to when I decided to get a, a house on the ocean was was the sounds of uh, shotguns. Yeah, when you shoot a shotgun on the water, it echoes and it travels pretty far. <laughs> My wife's like, they're shooting something outside the house. I'm like, we're fine. And I just made up some. I'm like, you know, shotgun shells, they can't go more than 200 yards, so I think we're good. Well, that, that you're at least right. With shotgun and duck hunting, you don't have to be, they're not shoot, They're not going to hit you from a mile away. A couple hundred yards, and it's just pellets that fall down yeah. on you. So, yeah, you could be, you're, you'll be good with that. All right. And, and what kind of birds? You said you got an Arctic. Uh, I see birds all over the place, but some of these birds come from the Arctic? Yeah, well, the ones you hear in the background now are just crows, plain old crows, so they're nothing uh, too exciting. But, uh, yeah, a lot of these birds are here because it's just too damn cold up north right now, so they come to Long Island uh, as snowbirds. You know, instead of going to Florida, they'll come down to Long Island. I I love the fact that some of these birds are from... Uh, the Arctic. So you go, you'll go. That's an Arctic bird. I'm like, no. If they're spending part of their time on Long Island, they're also Long Island birds because they they'd split their time. They got a dual residency. Yeah, they definitely are going to be found both places. But the, I guess the thing that ties them to the Arctic is that's where they nest. So these birds don't nest around here. You won't see them honestly. Past April, they're gone. They're they're back up north again. So uh, they're they're only down here for a short short time. And I know you want to do a whole podcast on birds, but I'm telling you right now, if you don't make this bird crap interesting in the next minute or two, we're going to lose our whole damn audience. Oh, we'll we'll, we'll get excited we'll, when we get out in the bay a little bit. We'll I'll show you some some stuff that'll get you excited. I promise you, birds are cool. All right, what about that bird? The last time I was on your boat in the in the fall, the one that hangs out on these uh, what are these things called? These the pilings. The pilings. <laughs> And, and it just hangs out on the piling with his wings completely spread out. Uh, what kind of bird was that? Those were the double-crested cormorants, and uh, they're a diving bird. And uh, there's a couple around now, but most of them have migrated south for the summer. Well, what's their deal? Why do they hang out on the pilings like that? Well, they, get, they, have, uh, they don't have much oils, like preening oils in their feathers, so they're not waterproof. So after they've been fishing for a while, they'll hop up on a piling, a dock, a rock to dry off. 
Uh, they're kind of ugly birds, but what's really cool about them in Southeast Asia, uh, and this is where I get the connection, uh, fishermen use them for fishing. They'll actually put them on leashes and let them go down to catch fish to feed their family. So it's kind of like an underwater falconry, uh, which is I think is kind of pretty cool. Uh, very cool. The, the other thing I meant to tell you, that uh, on the way here, I actually saw an eagle. There's been a bunch of eagles around this uh, the last couple of years. That's another really good success story. You know, there's a lot of negative crap out there. That, you know, everything is doom and gloom. But uh, there's some really cool stuff. And eagles are one of those success stories. You know, back in the 1930s was one of the last nesting pairs here on Long Island. And now uh, there's, there's at least a dozen nests that I know of in, in the vicinity out here in, in the Southampton, Hampton Bays area. You know, they're the, all over. The two things that have come back to Long Island are eagles are making a comeback. And also, of course, whales, which I see all the time now, uh, thanks to you. Because uh, I would just look out at the ocean and just not know what I was looking for. And you finally said, hey, dummy, they're, they're right off your house. If you're looking for it, just look for the spray. And sure enough, ever since then, I see uh, whales pretty much on a daily basis especially in the summertime what's crazy is the whales are still here this year uh, a friend of mine was outside uh just outside of shinnecock inlet and saw a couple whales just the other day so which is odd because they should be gone by now they should be down south but again it's, it's 50 degrees in january so it's uh it's kind of a nice a nice day for them too to, to stick around you know i'm old enough to remember when christmas which just passed obviously uh we had a lot of very cold Christmas days, and I can't remember the last time we actually had a, a cold Christmas, and that's when I start realizing, wait, in my own lifetime, I'm noticing uh, dramatic changes in the climate, but uh, you believe in global warming, right? Climate change? Yeah, you know, and that's one of the arguments that you hear a lot, or at least, I, you know, I've had this discussion with people is, you know, it's, you know, we had an ice age and it's warming, you know, we're just still warming and everything, and, you know, and they're not wrong, you know, the planet has gone hot and cold, hot and cold over you know, thousands and thousands of years, but I just find it hard to believe that we're not having any impact on speeding it up, you know, just, just look around, you know, just where we are here, look at all the homes on the shoreline, all the, the trees that used to be there are not there anymore, um, just even a simple thing, go into New York City in the summertime, it's, you know, it's a lot hotter in New York City than it is out in the country, and you know, why is that? Well, there's all that concrete, all the asphalt, you know, a big part of the world is developed like that. So, again, I find it hard to believe that we have zero impact on, on it on it warming. You know, I mean, just look at everything else we've had an impact on. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I completely uh, agree. By the way, uh, moving back to the Eagles for a second, I, I meant to mention, and you might know this because you, you really study this crap. Eagles, we have put them on a pedestal in this, in this country, but... In other parts of the world, eagles are looked at like uh, pigeons and seagulls, aren't they? They're, they're scavenger birds. Oh, yeah. When I'm, when I'm up in Alaska, um, yeah, they're like, some of the locals just call them rats with wings. They just come down, they eat garbage. You know, they're not, yeah. they're not this majestic. I mean, they are a majestic bird, but when you see one eating in a dumpster, you kind of <laughs> you kind of get a different appreciation for them. Yeah. But, uh, but it's all, again, it's all one of those things. Here on Long Island, how often do you see them? You don't see them that often, so it's really cool to see them. You go to Alaska. My first trip to Alaska, I was flipping out. I'm like, oh, my God, eagle, eagle, get pictures. Yeah, pictures. yeah, yeah. Probably two hours in, I was like, all right, there's another eagle. I'm done taking pictures of eagles. They're all over the place. You yeah. finally had it when it was dive-bombing, trying to get one of your French fries. Well, they would steal your fish on the way up on the surface. It's like, really? You know, the fish would be up on the surface, and the eagle would come down and try to snatch it from you. Like, get away, eagle! You know, yeah. so you're, you're kind of screaming at them. And there's a really good chance that we might see an eagle today. Oh, that would that would rule. We're, uh, we're also taking a 
all sorts of video. We got we got uh, we got all the latest equipment. Let's just put it that way. What, what's that bird on the nest over there? Yeah. By so, the way, just to set the scene, uh, we're on we're in the bay, and it is like glass. It is absolutely gorgeous, and it's very rare that you don't get any wind. I mean, I, I think it's less than five miles an hour the wind right now. Yeah, I don't think it's doing much of anything. I mean, it's it's glassy on the water. It's really nice. You know, that as I'm talking to you about eagles, I see a large bird over your shoulder. And I was like, oh, man, there's an eagle. How good am I? But, uh, no, it's a great blue heron that's uh, just sitting up in the tree. Well, I knew that, too. <laughs> How do you know that? I'm the fish guy. I mean, that's just what I do. <laughs> well, yeah, but you, you got to change to the bird guy. But they they eat fish, so I got to know who eats the fish. Oh, I all right, I understand. Are you watching the Will Smith show on Disney Plus? He's doing a nature show. It's it's on my list of shows to watch. Uh, the, the, the holidays this last week or so have gotten me uh, behind on a lot of stuff. We binge watched it over the holiday, and uh, I'm screaming at the TV, and my wife's like, "Relax!" I'm like, "I can't relax." And the reason why I couldn't relax. Was because, uh, oh, wow, look at those birds. Oh, you can't see it so because these, this is an audio podcast. So these are the long-tailed ducks, which were formerly known as Old Squaw. Um, these are the ducks, ducks, some of the ducks I was telling you about that come down from the Arctic. And uh, it's quiet enough today. You might be able to pick them up for some uh, podcast sounds. We'll see if we if you can hear them. But they, they make a really unique call across the bay. It's a little eerie when it's foggy like this. But, uh, they're, they're again, they're from the Arctic. Know what's funny about that? So, uh, as humans, we just suck and bitch and complain. And the other day, we ran out of milk, and the kids need their milk for their cereals. So I had to jump in a car and drive five miles to town, and I'm like, "This sucks." But I had to do it to, you know, so my kids could survive, basically. And we're looking at birds that fly from the Arctic, so they can have a more comfortable winter, and they're not bitching or complaining. And not, not only do they fly here from the Arctic, they um, when they're here, they never go to land. So they're in the water the entire time they're here. So thinking about January when all right when it's, it's fifty out now, it's kind of nice. But imagine when it's uh, twenty below, windy, rough, snowing. They're still out here in the water, and that's that's just how they survive. That seems exhausting. I was once uh, locked out of my house in the middle of winter for about ten minutes. As I was trying to get someone's attention, I almost gave up on life. And these things are spending their entire winter in the water, not hitting land. Yeah, no, and what's even crazy about it too, when you watch them, they're, no, they're known as sea ducks. So, because uh, they spend their t- most of their time at sea. But, but uh, have you ever seen like a mallard or a pond duck, when they go to land, they open up their feet and they kind of glide in like a water skier? Um, sea ducks can't do that, it's too rough. Yeah. So, what they'll do is as they fly, uh, when they want to stop, they just stop and they crash into the water. So you'll see these big splashes. Even on a calm day like today, they just stop flapping and splash into the water. Run on, and you got to check out Fish Guy photos on Instagram because a lot of the stuff we're talking about, he's absolutely got great pictures and videos of. Uh, we're filming stuff today, so I'm sure you'll be posting a whole bunch of stuff there, Chris. Fish Guy photos on all the socials. Oh, getting back to the Will Smith thing. The reason why I was yelling at the TV was because he's doing this this nature show. And one of the episodes, he went out into the ocean to do shark tagging. And I'm like, I did this. And my wife's like, I know, I know you did. Relax. And I'm like, I can't relax. Because when I went with Chris and uh, Greg, right? We didn't have the suspense music. We didn't have these uh, dramatic drone 
shots coming from above. We didn't have a full uh, camera crew uh, uh, getting underwater footage, and we didn't have Will Smith's like paranoid and worried that the boat wasn't big enough because he can't swim. I'm like, the boat is way bigger than the one we fucking went on. Sounds like they've got some Disney money behind them. So, but I, I, I guess I'll have to give Greg some shit and get him to uh, step up his game because yeah, we Greg's got you know we got it we get it done. But yeah, we don't have the music, and I'm sure there was a lot of other stuff that they had cocktails and good food and stuff. On oh, the boat of course as well. they did. We had nothing. <laughs> and honestly, I think what we did was way more exciting when than what they put on Disney Plus with this Will Smith show. And then the other thing, but I did learn something on the Will Smith show that I wanted to ask you about. Nature is a mother effer, man. So they went, they went into one of those uh, tiny little submarine things. What is the official name of that? Like a submersible. Sum- yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah. And they went about five hundred feet uh, down in the ocean, and they got to a point. They made Will Smith put on a red shirt to to show uh, to prove a point. And the point basically is when you get down far enough in the ocean. The color red you cannot see. And and he was all sorts of freaked out by that. And then it turns out that a lot of the uh, sea creatures that are really deep in the ocean, the, their color is red. So they so the, the, their predators can't find them. Yeah, that's a very common thing. Once you start dropping down to some depth, a lot of your fish are, are bright red. Uh, this summer I caught a what they call a short big eye. It's a tropical fish. Uh, you can go back a couple weeks ago and, and see it on my social media. But... It's a brilliantly bright red fish, but as an adult, that fish is living in a thousand plus feet of water. So yeah, yeah no, big eye. They generally have big eyes because there's very little, if any, light down there. So they need to bring in as much light as they can. That red color helps them blend in and hide. And uh, yeah, it's actually very common. And what's the thing? We haven't explored like ninety percent of the oceans or something like that. Yeah, we know very little about the oceans. Well, we kind of know. Uh, we kind of know that there's not going to be some massive surprise down there. We're, we just know there's going to be a lot of weird-looking shit. I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, they just recently, I was just reading an article, they just discovered a new whale species in the Gulf of Mexico, and that's on the surface. That's something that breeds, and, you know, you think people would have been, have hunted whales for thousands of years. you think they would have known about this whale, but we're still finding stuff. So, And at those depths, there could be giant fish down there that we don't know. Just, you know, back in the late 90s, they discovered a megla, uh, not megalodon, the uh, megamouth shark, which is another big shark that nobody knew anything about. Now we know a little bit more about them because we found more of them. But I think there's some really cool stuff down there, big stuff, too, that we don't know about yet. Yeah, right on. And then Will Smith was hanging out in a glacier. And they were doing some kayaking. Uh, if you want to get my attention, because there's stuff no, all around know, me, so I, I, I see you as a marine biologist going, oh, my God, so, that's amazing. And so, I'm like, what? I just see water. So we're, we're out in the bay right now. And, again, there is not a breeze. It is unbelievable how calm it is. But I can hear those long-tailed ducks. So I'm going to shut the motor off. Okay. All right. Chris is going to shut the motor off. Well, those little, ah, 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 yeah. those are all the long-tailed ducks. There's probably a couple hundred of them in that fog bank over there. Okay, so? It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, forget it, forget it. I was trying. It, that's, that's, it's kind of eerie with the fog, and they're just... <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm not winning on this one. I'll have to, we'll have to go back to look at, at birds. No, it's prey. really cool. <laughs> well, so Will was um, kayaking uh, in this glacier, and they were trying to find the ocean, and you're like, oh, my God, this is really dramatic. He could die, right? But then they're showing... Other camera angles where you realize he has like a whole giant crew set up, and then they make it look like he's alone with this one explorer. 
Yeah, there was probably a fleet of vessels out there. And- yeah, because they're not going to allow Will Smith to die in a kayak accident in the middle of a glacier somewhere as they're searching for the ocean. Yeah, you know, it's, it's yeah, of course Disney is going to have to do it up and do it right. You know, I'm not, I don't blame him. If, if Greg had the money, he'd be doing the same thing. He'd have the giant boats and the whole crew, but... Uh, you know, I, 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 you know, I, it's on my list. I definitely have to watch it. I'm just excited that they're at least promoting these sharks. You know, I'm, I'm just hoping they're doing it in the right light. You know, most of the Discovery Channel and Nat Geo stuff these days just sucks. No, no, they did exactly what uh, we did this summer. You know, and they take it very seriously. They're they're tagging sharks. Speaking of sharks, then the one episode I saw that was absolutely amazing. They were talking about this little island in the middle of nowhere. Um, I think it was off the Great Barrier Reef, if I'm not mistaken. And all the turtles go there to nest. And and some of these turtles, no, most of these turtles, sorry, were born on this little island. Then they take off for 30 years, and they know to get back to this stupid island to lay their eggs, right? So they show the turtles heading toward this island, and, and it was a whole show on smells and how, you know, we think we could smell right. It's, it's ridiculous compared to, obviously, uh, nature and, and what they could smell. And they showed the turtles and the sharks both swimming together to the island for two different purposes. Do you know what the two purposes were? Yeah, the turtles to to mate and lay their eggs and the sharks to eat the turtles. A hundred percent. But then they said that as they're swimming together, the the sharks do not attack the turtles. And what they're doing is they're heading toward this island also because of their smell. And what they're smelling is basically dead turtles because not all the turtles make it back into the ocean. Yeah, a lot of the you know, for a turtle nest, you know, it's like I think it's like one in a hundred actually will survive, you know. So yeah, there's a lot of mortality on these animals, but that's why they lay hundreds of eggs. And and you know, that kind of stuff happens not just with turtles. There's uh, and I forget where this is, but there's an island, or it probably happens in many places. But there was an island where these birds nest on these cliffs. And as the young are ready to fly, they take their first flight, which is out over the water. And sometimes they're a little clumsy. Sometimes they don't make it. They hit the water, and sharks are there to pick up these these young gulls or birds or whatever type they were uh, and, and feed on them. So, yeah, no, animals have learned to not only where to go, but also where to go to, for, to time feeding on that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it's just amazing uh, how they can smell so much better than humans. They could hear so much better than humans. But they talk about how whales could communicate across oceans that that i can't even wrap my head around that yeah sound in the water travels pretty far you know and uh so that you know those calls i'm sure you've heard whale sounds before and that just that just travels great distances through the ocean and you gotta remember that's what they do for a living you know we don't we don't right. do that so for us you know i'm sure there's a lot of uh senses that we've lost just because you know we have iphones and- <laughs> we've lost all senses are you kidding me just watch cable news for an hour we've lost all senses yeah yeah so that's what i mean so i mean i bet you you know thousands of years ago we had a few more of those senses as well right. but you know it's it's yeah you know, it's, it's fascinating these animals can do that uh we have a sea turtle that we find here in the summertime the kemp's ridley sea turtle they nest on one beach in Mexico, and they, they, it's the only known nesting spot for this, these turtles. And uh, they make their way up here in the summertime, and they go back down there in the winter to, to nest. So it's it's just crazy. I mean, we, we talked on one of our podcasts about the butterfly monarch. You know, fourth generation in a year migrates to Mexico. They've never been to Mexico, but they go to the same spot their great-grandparents were a year earlier. So it's just it's mind-boggling when you think this kind of stuff. It's it's very interesting because the butterfly weighs literally, I think officially it weighs nothing. Yeah. 
and it has to deal with all the winds and this and that to, to fly. How many, how many miles do you think? Oh, it's thousands of miles. Thousands of miles the butterfly will fly to get into a better environment for themselves and mate and all that. And we can't even stick with our New Year's resolutions. We can't even, like, I started my exercise program, but after three days, it's exhausting. I can't do this anymore. Oh, yeah, I've already, I, I said, ah, I'm going to slow down on having a beer and two. Yeah, I've already broke that rule. <laughs> yeah, it's already, it's yeah, out the window already. Of I've course. Already had, I've already had a few beers, so, Oh, yeah. the orca, uh, orca whale, excuse me, uh, that was in the show, too. I, I'm not giving away spoilers for real, but it, it, it's shot beautifully, this Will Smith thing, for, for I'm going to say for real again, real. Really? Um, but they talk about the orcas and how they use uh, what they do to catch the herring because the herring is so much quicker than the whales. And they what do they do? They like smash their like their fins in the water or something. And that shocks all the herrings and and knocks them out. And then they collect them and eat all the, the herrings around them. Yeah, I mean, they, they'll, they, yeah, like you said, they'll just, they'll swim through a school and they smack their tail so hard that the concussion will, will stun them and they'll swing around and kill them. We, we actually, I actually filmed it, not with orcas, but with common uh, bottlenose dolphin right here off the shore. Um, they were chasing a school of bunker and the dolphin would just swim through and swack their tail and turn around and grab a bunker and swim off. So, yeah, that's a behavior that's used by a lot of dolphins and, and, and larger whales. Now, what's fascinating to me, and it, and it makes you realize that uh, life, on this planet has been here for a very long time. So we talked about the sea creatures that they're the color red to protect themselves because you can't see the color red when you go uh, a certain amount of feet under the under the water. And then yet the orcas where they figured out how to <clears throat> to to concuss their their the herring around them so they could feed. But there was a time they had to figure all that shit out. That's what blows my mind. Because now you look at it like, wow, that is a, a, absolutely amazing how they adapted so they can survive on Earth. But there was a time that they had to figure all that out. And what was life like back then? Survival of the fittest. That's what's crazy. I mean, you know, even, you know, one of the other things orcas do that's really cool is there'll be a seal sitting on an ice float. And they've learned to swim really fast under that ice float and rock the ice float to slide the seal off. Right. How did they figure that out? You know. But what's what's interesting with some of those animals, especially those those so very social animals, they're teaching their kids. Like, look, kids, this is what we do. Um, I saw a video. It was like one of those uh, critter cam videos, and it was on a humpback whale that was feeding, and they'd put it on the calf, and you could see like. You know, my interpretation of it was that, you know, the mom and the calf went down to the bottom and the calf stayed and she swam up to feed. You know, it was almost like the baby was watching mom do that. It's it's really kind of cool that they're able to do that, you know. Absolutely. Uh, This is ridiculously calm. But I think we should run over to see if the seals are here before we miss the tide. Yeah, let's uh, open up the engine. we got to get to the seals on the sandbar. Uh, I'm hanging with Chris. Fish guy photos on all the socials. Now we do the dramatic uh, engine revving and taking off as we go to a quick little break here on the OP Radio Podcast. Hit it, Chris! Let me see your dick. He's... He's... might need to lose a few pounds on your dick. <laughs> Jesus. It looks kind of swollen. <laughs> Your dick gets stung by a bee. <laughs> <laughs> wow, bird has, a, the nest. bird has a 
Bert has a wide penis. <laughs> what was that I was looking at? <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. I'm going to have to get that thing on a, a treadmill. <laughs> Good for you, Bert. Oh. Good for you. <laughs> That's wide, right? <laughs> it was wide. <laughs> a mushroom. It has some girth to it. It's <laughs> photoshopped. Oh, is it really? Yeah. <laughs> I take a picture of my dick and then I use Facetune and I make it bigger and wider and send it to the girl. Hang on, everybody. There she goes. That was just a glorious ride in early January on the water. Just absolutely crazy. We've been out here close to an hour now, and um, besides us, we've only seen one other boat, and that would be duck hunters that have set up a whole bunch of uh, decoys in the water. I thought when you set up a, a decoy, it was like one or two, but they got like 20 or 30 on the water right now. Yeah, so sea ducks, which is what they're hunting right now, uh are uh, flocking birds, so you're going to get a lot of them. So they don't feel comfortable just landing with one or two. So they'll usually put out a big spread of 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 uh, of, of decoys. Sorry, just paying attention here as we come up. Oh on the my God! I know why you got distracted. I, I should I, I shouldn't yell. Yeah, we should but, probably be a little bit. Quieter yeah, but now. I get excited about this stuff. So we're rolling up. There's one, two, three, four, five seals in the water right around the boat. Chris, as you can hear in the background, is taking all sorts of uh, pictures. He's got video rolling as well. you got to go to Fish Guy Photos on Instagram to see what we're talking about today. And now we're rolling up to the sandbar, and there has to be over 100 of them. Did I do that? No, no. I think it was that other boat that just went by that just spooked them all. <laughs> oh, my God. We have the worst timing. We were rolling up, and there was literally 100 seals on a little sandbar. And they only hang out for an hour or two because as soon as the tides change, they can't hang out on the sandbar anymore, obviously. So this is a very rare thing to see. We roll up. There was at least 100, maybe 200 seals all packed in this tiny little sandbar. You were in the middle of taking pictures. And another boat, there's literally only one other boat on the, uh, on the water right now. And it spooked all the seals and they all went underwater. Yeah, the problem with this spot is it's right on the edge of the channel. So the boat didn't do anything wrong. Um, they, they're, they're able to be here. In fact, they can only be here because it's shallow on both sides of it. But uh, it's, yeah, it's right on the edge of the sandbar. So they all jumped in the water when the boat zipped by us. So we'll, uh, we're going to go away for a little while and see if they'll come back. And we'll, like I said, when we, we'll just slow motor back when we come back through the other way. Well, let's get some basics out of the way. What kind of seals are we looking at here? <clears throat> So most of the time, these are just going to be harbor seals, which is the most common seal. We can get, we can potentially see five different species of seals. Um, the most common is harbor. Uh, we will see gray seals here. And on rare occasions, there are three Arctic species that we'll get. We'll get harp seals, ring seals, and hooded seals. But those last two especially are really rare. Uh, harp seals are more common, but unfortunately when they're here, they tend to be sick. Uh, so we don't see as many of them, but... The one thing about these seals, you know, <clears throat> most of the time people, when they think of seals, they start barking at them because you've all been to an aquarium or zoo and you've heard the sea lions barking. And my wife hates when people bark at seals because seals don't bark. Uh, those are So that there's a difference between seals and sea lions. So what we have around here are known as true seals. Sea lions are known as eared seals. And one of the differences are is sea lions have ears, an external ear flap. Uh, true seals just have a hole inside of their head. They don't have the ear flap. Uh, sea lions have the big, powerful front flippers that they get up and walk around on. So that's why you'll see them doing, like, uh, the sea lion show at the aquarium. 
Wh- which seals have like the Batman ears? Those are, those are going to be like sea lions. Oh, yeah. so oh they're, okay. They're going to have those little tiny pointy ears. They flop over a little bit as well. Um, and then uh, some of the other differences. So sea lions will use those big front, front flippers to swim, their rear to steer. True seals use their front to steer and their rear to swim. And true seals aren't good on land. So where they're sitting here today is it's an edge of a sandbar. And there, as you saw, they were out of the water. They're nice and dry. And then five seconds. Uh, five inches from them, it drops off to about 20 feet. So if they oh, feel wow. threatened, they just roll because they're not good on land. They bounce like an inchworm, so they really can't get away from stuff. And we're we're competing with the with the duck hunters. They're, they're, oh, they're already back on the sandbar. Yeah, right? yeah, the seals are back on the sandbar, so we're going to swing back around. But the, the duck hunters are very, very close to the seals. Obviously, they're not shooting the seals, they, but they got their whole operation set up about 100, 200 yards to the right of the, the seals that are camped out again on the uh, the sandbar. Yes, that's probably why these seals are a little bit jumpy this morning. They probably heard quite a bit of shooting. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so that probably gets them a little bit on edge. But one thing I should point out with, you know, these are marine mammals, so they are federally protected. So harassment of a marine mammal can get you jail time, uh, you know, fines and jail time, depending on the severity of of it. And um, it's not just, oh, there's one one count of harassment. You know, if there's a hundred seals there, that's a hundred counts of harassment. So yeah, you get a good lawyer, and then you you get a slap on the wrist. You know how it works in America. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I'm I'm going back to the back of the boat. Wow. Uh, yeah, there the seals are all back on the sandbar there, Chris. So. So here are a couple of those cormorants, too. See them sitting on that sign right there? So there's, like, as I mentioned, not all of them migrate, but there's four of them sitting on that sign. I'll get some pictures as we go by here. But uh, Those are the birds that dive and don't have oil on their, uh, on, I was going to say on their skin, on their on their feathers. Yep, yep. So they have to actually uh, dry out after they dive for their uh, their prey. Yes, that's why they're sitting up there. And, you know, as the sun's starting to poke through a little bit, that'll help warm them up and dry them out. That, lo- that looks exhausting, though, man. I mean, they're just hanging out with their, their wings completely spread to the sides. I mean, that's got to take some uh, some muscle strength to, to hold that position for so long, man. That, they must be good in the CrossFit gym. <laughs> yeah, and even getting up there, too, when you watch them after they've been feeding, they're sometimes so heavy it takes oh. them a while to get off the water. You hear that? Gunshots, Gunshots in the distance. Those are out in the ocean, though. That was out in the ocean? We're pretty yeah. far from the ocean right now. Uh, the ocean's just... Tra- sound travels pretty far out here, especially with this fog. Yeah, we're uh, slowly but surely heading back toward the sandbar. At least a hundred of them are back on the on the, the sandbar. They they don't have much time left, and then what? They'll spend the rest of their day just in the water. Yeah. So the reason we plan to come out today at this time is because they like to haul out at low tide. Because that sandbar that they're on now is is exposed. And actually, we still got I think another hour, actually almost hour and a half before dead low tide. So the tide's dropping. Once the tide starts coming back in, that sandbar will be completely submerged, and then at that point they'll go out feeding. I have to point out that as we're slowly going back to the sandbar, there are seals all over the place just swimming in the distance. I think they're all slowly but surely uh, swimming toward the sandbar to get a little a little rest in before they head out and uh, try to feed. Yeah, no, it's, it's again, it's just their time to rest, you know, and it's such a nice day they can actually haul out. Uh, when it's really rough, you know, and they can't get on the sandbar, wouldn't want to be on the sandbar because it's windy or rainy or nasty, they'll actually sleep in the water. And what they'll do is they'll do something known as bottling. So they, uh, they'll they float with, like, a bottle, but they'll put their head straight up. And their nostrils, of course, then would be straight at the top of their head, so allowing them to breathe. So they'll sleep in the water, just bobbing up and down like a bottle. So, again, as we were talking about earlier, as far as 
you know, what we think is tough. These animals, you know, nature's, nature's, nature's cruel. I, I had a terrible night's sleep once again last night because my pillow wasn't right. And these guys are, are bottling and getting a good night's sleep in the middle of the ocean. And, and what, they're just assuming nothing's going to eat them while they're bottling? Oh, they went back in the water again. We're not even near. I mean, where that boat is moved, that boat went again. Damn it. Um, they all just jumped back in the water again. I mean, we have terrible timing. There's literally, I'm no joke, only one other boat we've seen all day, and it's duck hunters, and it's a, it's one of those camouflage uh, boats, and they got decoys in the water all over the place, and of course their decoys are very, very close to. Uh, where the seals are uh, on the sandbar. I mean, they're legal, obviously. I got to point that out. They're not doing anything illegal, but uh, but it's just frustrating because we <laughs> we want to get the money shot of of the hundred to two hundred seals on the sandbar. Yeah, and I didn't get that. I mean, I got some I got some pictures, you know, but they're they're not, like I said, they're not that boat's not going to go anywhere anytime soon. So um, I think if we just stay at a good distance, hopefully that. Bo- duck boat will anchor back up, stay there for a few minutes. Maybe no ducks will fly, and we can actually see some seals for a minute because they're already coming back up on the bar. Um, you know, the thing is, there's not a lot of places for them to haul out around here too. So that's the that's the thing too. They they like this spot, and it's not like they're social like sea lions. If you've been out to California, where they like to be with each other, it's very common to see a harbor seal sitting by itself on a sandbar or on a dock. Um, but here they just like it because there's not a whole lot of places like this to haul out in, in Shinnecock Bay. It's kind of nice to see a seal without a giant gaping wound around its neck like I saw a couple years ago on the on the beach. Yeah, but you know what? A couple of these seals I know for a fact have that. Um, there's been a couple that I've been watching over the last couple years, in fact, that uh, have net wrapped around their neck. Um but there's no way to get to them. As you see, they're extremely jumpy. They're not sick. They're eating. But there's a couple seals that I've seen for two years now that it's the same seal. I could tell the markings on the body that's just slowly choking on a, on a net that's around it. Uh, I've also seen some with big gashes taken out that were most likely sharks. You know, uh, And they're surviving. Yeah, and that's the other thing, too. You know, uh, I fucking stepped on a Lego the other day, and, and I'm miserable. Yeah, that's, that's... Do you notice the theme here? Humans are lame. We are very weak. I mean, you know, animals get, animals get bitten and chewed on, and they go right back to eating and surviving. You know, we get a... Like you said, you step on a leg, Lego, you're out of work for a couple of days, you know? <laughs> and they got, they're missing a giant chunk of meat on the side of their bodies, and they just go through life like it's no big deal. When I used to work at the aquarium, you know, our shark exhibit, we'd have, uh, I'd come in in the morning, and there'd be one of the big Creval Jacks that has just been mauled overnight. And 10 minutes later, I throw some food in the water, and it's eating, you know? It's, it's, but again, if we got mauled, we would die, you know, just from shock. We just can't, you know... Uh, we're just a different, different animal, man. We can't handle that kind of stuff. But these animals, ha- they have to be tough. You know, if you're not, you you don't survive. And that's where that whole survival of the fittest comes. This is just absolutely awesome. Oh, my God. So now there's just hundreds of seals just chilling all around us right now, Chris. Yeah, this, <clears throat> I'd say there's probably about 150 to 180, you know, easily. Uh, maybe a little bit more, but yeah, there's a lot of seals here right now. So one of the things with the seals, uh, you know, everyone always barks at seals, and they just, seals don't bark. Uh, sea lions bark. And as I was talking about earlier, there's differences between seals and sea lions. But these guys make this growling sound, and it's kind of, 
it's their way of communicating amongst each other. It's it's probably not as much of, hey, Fred, how's it going? It's more of, I got you crowding me. Get the hell away from me. Move over a little bit. Give me some room. Because as you can see, they're crammed in pretty tight on that sandbar. Uh, space is valuable. So the ones on the edges are a little bit pissed off. They want to get in on the action, you know. Hi, Seals! Shh! Oh, God. <laughs> what? Did I just get shushed by a marine biologist? I'm excited. They're they're croaking at me, so I felt like I had to say, Hi, Seals! Oh, now I'm mortified. What's going on? Now I know how Carl felt. <laughs> oh, if Carl was here, he would have jumped in the water, and he was Cuban, so that would have been no problem for him, and he would have been at at shore within 10 minutes just to get away from me. Yeah, I, I only shushed you because they are a little jumpy. They're a little nervous because of the duck hunters, and... We don't want to scare them in the water. In fact, look how nervous you are. I got a little. I got a little nervous. I got a little. But um, no, they're fine. They're still sitting there. They're hanging out. They're, they're good. But no, it, 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 they're marine mammals. But so they're protected under the uh, Marine Mammal Protection Act. So they're federally protected. So if you were to go over there and scare those seals into the water, even if you didn't mean any harm by it, but you just ran over there and said hi, seals, and scared them all in the water. That's not one account of harassment. It's 180 accounts of harassment. So that could end you up in jail for a very long time. Well, that's something Jake Paul would do, you know, just so he gets the perfect Instagram post, man. Yeah, I'm not about likes with this kind of stuff. You know, you gotta you gotta respect the the, the wildlife. And again, we're 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 probably 200 yards from it, and it's so quiet out here. You could still hear that growl, growl, growling sound, which is awesome. There's one jumping. He's porpoising. I I hope I can get a picture of this because he's he keeps jumping out of the water like a dolphin, just zipping around, zipping around. But uh, such cool, so cool things to see. And they're just chilling. They're just resting, which which <clears throat> is really fascinating to me because they figured out that this sandbar. Uh, twice a day is available for them where they could just get out of the water and chill out before they have to spend the rest of the day in the water feeding. Yeah, so the, the, the tide's dropping. We probably have another hour before it's dead low tide, and then the tide will start coming in. So they, they'll hop out, you know, two hours or so before low tide, and then, you know, by an hour after high t- uh, low tide, they'll be back in the water feeding. They feed on bunker, other types of herring, eels, flounder, uh, crabs, squid, octopus. They're opportunistic, so if they're able to catch it, they're going to eat it. But around here, they're eating mostly herring. And are they mating? Yeah, so one of the things, the, the, the seals that are here, the females, the mature females, I should say, they're all pregnant. Um, they, they mated a while ago. Are they all pregnant? Uh, you got to think there's one, uh, you know, said undesirable mature. on that sandbar right oh, now. <laughs> Sticking his little seal ass in the air too much. I'm sorry. Okay, continue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, all right, so they're probably not all pregnant. But a majority of them are going to be pregnant. By, <laughs> geez. by the end of March, um, you'll actually see the females, you'll see their bellies are just gigantic and they're huge. And they boogie out of here pretty quick. They go back north. So these seals are coming from... Places like Massachusetts, Maine, Canada, but they want to get up north to give birth. So they want to pup up north. And as soon as the pregnant females leave, the mature males follow them. Of course. Of course, because as, as soon as they give birth, they'll mate. Uh, so it's a fairly long gestation. I think it's about 11 months, 10, 11 months. So that's a pretty long time. Uh, and then the last ones to leave the area will be the kids, the younger seals, because they've got no... They got no reason to leave. They got nothing. Uh, they're not ready yet. Um, Wait, but. so the males are that horny that as soon as the females leave to give birth up north, they're they're uh, following close behind because they want to get a little more action in. Yeah, they know, they know the time, the season. It's you know it's a little different than people. They they have one shot at it. So if they miss their window, it's over. They got to wait till next year to pass on their genes. I feel bad for that one female seal just sitting there. Wondering when it's going to be her turn. 
<laughs> hey, I went to college. You went to college. Yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess. <laughs> Maybe we could help her along and drop off, like, uh, some white claws. <laughs> <laughs> I I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing on this one. <laughs> I just like making people uncomfortable. You'll be all right. Don't worry. You'll be fine. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. No. So it, it's just again. It, it's just. Wait. How far north will they will they go? Uh, some you know, depending on the individuals, they can go up as far as uh, Canada. Uh, you know, as, as you know, pretty far north. Uh, and what's really interesting though is some of these seals that are here, and actually, I'll share with the, uh, you a picture you can post later. Uh, have been here multiple years. It's the same seal. So I have a friend, colleague, uh, who watches and monitors the seal population a little further west than here uh, in Marich's Bay. And he's been doing that for, I think, 17 years. And he's had some seals that have returned to that same sandbar 15 years in a row. Uh, and I've got pictures of one that I've seen this year and last year. And I know it's the same one because it actually has a mark on its back. It looked like it might have been hit by a boat. Um, so it has an old healing, uh, a mark, a wound that it healed. But it's very distinguishable that it's the same seal. So what's crazy is, again, these seals might go as far north as Canada, but then next year we'll come back to this same sandbar to hang out for the winter. Speaking of the the same sandbar, so there's not many sandbars like this on Long Island where the seals hang out. And it's just simply amazing that they have figured this out where they know, well, basically they know humans suck. And they're like, "We'll, we'll be pretty much safe in this sandbar in the middle of the bay instead of going on shore. Uh, in front of one of these uh, multi-million dollar houses. Uh, the beach behind me where all these McMansions are, uh, you know, it gets really shallow for a long time. Uh, so it ends up, you know, for them to get away, they have to bounce and, and tr- struggle really far before they can get to deep water. So that's why they like these sandbars. They like docks because for the same reason, you know, typically a dock has a, mo- a boat near it, so it's deeper water. So they can just roll off the dock and be in the water. Um, pretty quickly so they definitely like that you obviously have been to the wharfs or the wharf in san francisco where where all the what kind of seals are out there so those are the sea lions oh those are the sea lions yeah. and there, there are harbor seals out there as well but when you go to that famous pier yeah, yeah. whatever it is uh those are all for the most part uh, sea lions california sea lions and that was very expensive real estate and i guess what happened what it was after the earthquake the the sea lions came into shore and they started hanging out on the docks over there. And then the, the, the city just said, let the sea lions take over because there's a lot more environmentalists and, and people of that ilk out there. And uh, they lost all that boat space. And now the sea lions have taken over the entire dock out there. And those sea lions can get much, much bigger than harbor seals. And, yeah, they, they took over that whole area. I'm sure, I'm sure the town is making their money back on the tourism because that's that famous of pier. Course. You know, it's, it's, I mean, even when I was in California, I had to stop and visit the pier just to see it. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. But those animals, uh, we don't have sea lions here on the East Coast. That's just, that's on, they're on the West Coast. Well, man, this has been absolutely awesome. What a, what a great way to start the new year with the, uh, with the podcast, Chris. I, I, I mean, you have given me so many cool adventures from Emmy the Red-Tailed Hawk, which we haven't even talked about today. Got gunshots in the distance as I, 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 I do this. And then we went whale watching. We went shark tagging. Um, man, just uh, we ate squirrel meat. We got new adventures in 2022, my friend. I've, yeah, I've got some stuff planned for you. Don't worry. We, we're going to... Uh... Yeah, I've got a few more things to, to, to get you involved in. Yeah, so it's, it's, 2022 should be a lot of fun. All right, it's Fish Guy Photos on all the socials. Uh, Chris, man, I really, really appreciate it. 
yeah no it's great i love like i said i love having you out and uh i love just promoting the cool stuff that's here in my backyard here on long island you know i uh it's you know most people just think you have to go really far away or or somewhere exotic to see cool stuff but if you just slow down and go go look in your own backyard there's so much cool stuff you just have you just have to look all right now which brewery are we going to today long island has some great breweries by the way I'm thinking of heading to Uber Geek. Yes. Yeah. Uber, Uber Geek in Riverhead. Actually, I host a, a lecture series there. Uh, the next one will be January 13th, and I'll have it'll be me and Emmy at the brewery. The Red-Tailed Hawk. And me, the Red-Tailed Hawk, about talking about falconry. So, yeah, I do a lecture series at that brewery in Riverhead. It's every other week. Is that an eagle soaring above our heads? No. That's oh, just no, it's that's a dump seagull. Just a gull. Yeah. <laughs> It's just a gull. It's not an eagle. Um, It's not even really soaring. It's just kind of flapping its wings. It's not very great. I'm a big fan when I see birds soaring. That looks like so much fun. I just want to soar. (laughs) You're not not wrong. I'm there with you. If I could soar like an eagle, I definitely would soar like an eagle. Let's get a beer. Yes. We leave you with the sounds of seals. That is awesome. They, they were, did you see them fighting with each other like that? That was really cool. Um, so, yeah, that whole growling is usually more of like, get out of my face, you're too close. And they, they start whacking each other with their claws. And, uh, yeah, that was really cool. That was loud. Um, it's it's crazy. It's so calm and quiet out here. There's no wind. It's That sound travels. It's amazing that you can hear that. But, uh, yeah, it's wicked cool. Thank you, Chris. Yeah.